Ah, sweet land of liberty. Our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinock. I saw a really funny YouTube video from a popular comedy show praising Scott for saving the world by his Facebook postings. Of course, mocking how much you can make a difference simply by reposting articles you feel strongly about. But then I heard a wonderful, inspiring message from an entertainer saying that with the world in such a dismal state, it really doesn't take much effort to make a difference. I think there are so many ways we can make a difference, and we can make a difference through religious freedom. So in this show, we're going to give you, our listeners, a practical opportunity to make a difference. My guest today, my good friend, the founder and president of hardwiredglobal.org, Tina Ramirez. Tina, welcome back to Freedom's Ring. Thanks for having me, Alan. It's nice to be with you. So I know that you've been doing a lot of work in the war-torn regions of Iraq. Tell us about the wonderful opportunities our listeners have to make a difference there. Sure. Well, we have been working in Iraq for a few years now to help the develop for the first time leaders that can defend religious freedom. And it's exciting because, you know, for the 14 years the U.S. has been there at least, this is the first time that leaders are actually being trained to defend religious freedom. And starting um, at the end of last year, we went, and decided to start working with teachers because we noticed that really the most vulnerable group in all of this conflict are the children and that they um, are traumatized, they're scared, they've been, uh, they faced a lot of suffering um, as a result of ISIS and just the, the general sectarian conflict throughout the country. I mean, if you think about it, that we've been there for 14 years, a whole generation has literally grown up knowing nothing but sectarian conflict and religious hatred. And so this last year, we started a project where we began to train teachers in developing lessons to promote religious freedom. And we just got back from Turkey where we did the first official training with those teachers. And we had teachers from other parts of the region as well. And the Kurdish government has actually asked us to take the lessons that we've developed with these students and to give them to every child throughout northern Iraq and then with children also in Mosul and areas that are under ISIS that are being liberated from ISIS right now. And so we are um, really excited about this opportunity to share these lessons and to be teaching students a way out of generations of conflict. Tell us a little more about what is the content of these lessons. How are they going to make a difference? So we actually shared one of the stories in the Libby Magazine. Uh, um, uh, I'm trying to think of it. Was, I think it was the January edition. And... It was a story of a couple of Yazidi teachers, and for those of your listeners that don't know, the Yazidis were um, were not given the option of converting by Christians, and even though all the Christians are forced to flee from northern Iraq, they were just killed on spot, or about 6,000 of their young girls were enslaved and used as sex slaves, and about half of them were still in slavery. So two Yazidi men that had escaped, there were teachers, wrote a lesson about a garden, and in this garden, they took all of their students from the refugee camp um, that included Yazidis and Muslims and many other kids that had fled from different religious communities. And they showed them how beautiful the garden was. And then they asked all of the students to go and to choose any flower they wanted except for one certain color. And when the students came back together, they looked at the garden, they realized it wasn't so beautiful anymore. 
And so they, um, the teacher said, this is what's happened in our country of Iraq with ISIS. They've destroyed everybody except the people that look like them. And then the teachers pose a question to the students and say, do you want to help us rebuild this garden and learn how you can plant the seeds for freedom for your future? And the students are very excited, so they each get a packet of seeds. And over a series of a few months, they begin to plant the seeds with another student from a different faith community and begin to learn about that other person, what they experienced under ISIS and in past generations of conflict in Iraq. And they begin to learn about what religious freedom means. And at the end, they, they see this beautiful garden that's been rebuilt, and the teacher is able to help them to see that um, it, it's easy to destroy something. It's harder to rebuild, but if they'll take the time and effort, they'll be able to really build a future where they can all live together in freedom and dignity. And so that's the kind of lesson that's being developed. And when you're working with traumatized children in particular, and children that you know, have lived under so much conflict, and this is a very sensitive topic to discuss, you have to find other ways of discussing it that can get at um, that can get at the trauma that kids are facing and help them release that trauma in ways that help them begin to experience more positive emotions and um, overcome those those fears that they might have. Tina, the story about the garden is so moving. I'm practically in tears listening to it. I'm quite convinced that this is the lesson we need to learn again here in the United States. Well, we would love to share it with people here. And actually, if you visit our website at www.hardwireglobal.org, you can find a copy on um, under Take Action. There's a Brave Ones campaign, and this is the campaign where we've been distributing uh, this lesson to the Yazidi girls that have um, been rescued from ISIS that have escaped. We call them Brave Ones. And uh, so your viewers can actually see a copy of it in English, and if they want to uh, do the lesson in their schools, it's all there for them. So we would love for them to do it and to email us and to tell us um, or send us photos if they end up, you know, doing this garden so that we can just see, you know, how students are doing here. We absolutely agree that it's something that needs to happen in America. And we have a lot of other really exciting lessons that teach about religious freedom. And we've been given an opportunity with several other governments in the Middle East to share these lessons with their students. So this is the first time, not just in Iraq, but in places like Lebanon and Morocco and other countries where kids are for the first time actually learning about the human right to religious freedom with their government support. And um, and your viewers or your listeners have an opportunity to help us get those lessons to them if they visit our website and look at the Brave Ones campaign see how they can do that. So the website is hardwiredglobal.org, right? And so there's opportunity to contribute funds? Yeah, we're actually in the process. Um, the Brave Ones campaign, we've, we've just about distributed all of the booklets we're getting to the 1,600 girls that escaped from ISIS. And now we're focused on 2.4 million children in the rest of Iraq, which includes 600,000 kids up in Mosul who are being liberated from ISIS right now. That if, um, if your viewers aren't aware, they've been taught, indoctrinated basically for the past two and a half years into hatred and of um, others. And then in the rest of Iraq, what we're seeing, and we've heard from our, the teachers that we're working with, is that kids, even though they haven't been under ISIS control, they're beginning to identify with the group because they're the group in power. And kids, sadly, will just naturally associate with the group in power, even if they don't understand the, the dangers of what that means. So in Erbil, which is outside of ISIS control, kids are playing games on a playground where they're beheading one another, just like ISIS, because that's... It's, they're just identifying with the group even though they don't know what they're doing necessarily. It's no different than 
Americans playing games of cowboys and Indians, for instance, without really understanding what happened to the Native Americans. So we are, um, so we have an opportunity now with the government in northern Iraq to distribute lessons to students, to 2.4 million students all over there and to help them in that process of rebuilding and um, being re-educated really from what they've been indoctrinated with or traumatized by to really understand what religious freedom means for everyone so they can live together peacefully and have, you know, brighter future. And um, so the lessons that we're going to be developing for them, we're expanding out from the garden ones even more and hoping to get those lessons into each of their hands. And it costs about a dollar for each child to receive a booklet about their religious freedom. So um, we are definitely looking for people that want to partner with us in that endeavor. You know, in the post-9-11 era, we heard from the Bush administration about the battle for hearts and minds. Regardless of what anyone thinks of our foreign policy, our military policy, etc., I always knew that there really was no military solution. That when you have such enmities and groups willing to kill each other because their beliefs are different, there's got to be a cultural shift. My mom was a writer and she wrote a lot for children. She always thought that the way to change the world was to start with the kids. Absolutely. So we would completely agree with you. And we've, I mean, I've been working in Iraq now uh, for over 10 years on different different things. And when I was working for the congressman, raising, drawing attention to the conflict there and trying to get attention to the need for more long-term sustainable solutions to the conflict. And so I just actually published an article in the Washington Times last week, if your viewers are interested, it's also on our website, about that exact point, that it's cost us $3 trillion to fight in Iraq, and we still don't have a long-term solution for uh, winning that peace, really. But if we can use education to transform the hearts and minds of kids, we can win the peace, and we can um, sustain it for future generations. You know, that's what Hardwired is all about, is finding those long-term solutions, building local leadership that can sustain support for religious freedom, uh, because it, it, um, war is not always going to solve conflicts. I mean, there's there's a component of that, obviously, with um, with stopping ISIS that's needed, but uh, the long-term solutions of de-radicalizing people, preventing radicalization, and helping people just respect the basic inherent human dignity and religious freedom of others is a much bigger um, that can't be fought with weapons. It has to be fought through education, and that's what we're working on. And if you think about it, it'll cost us $2.4 million to accomplish our, our next big plan of educating these children all throughout northern Iraq, that's, that's training the teachers, that's delivering a booklet for every kid. But that is the hope of their future, and it's a drop in the bucket when you compare it to the $3 trillion that we've spent. That's for sure. For a nonprofit organization, $2.4 million sounds like a lot of money, but it really isn't. No. No, and it's not when you think of it just being $1 a child. I am so excited about this vision of educating the next generation. When I ask Muslim guests on our radio show the $64,000 question about whether Islam is a religion of peace, the answer they always give is something like, I grew up in my mosque, and I was taught peace. I was taught love for everybody. There's no question just how important the culture is in a country. You know, I think Muslims in America are very American um, in, in their attitude of respect, and we need to do the same thing in Iraq. I think you're totally on the right track to lay the foundation for a culture of, of mutual respect for people of different religious persuasions. And it couldn't come too soon, 
because the Jewish community has been destroyed, the Christian community is practically destroyed, there's less and less to salvage in Iraq. Yeah, I mean, at this point, every religious community has been attacked and um, targeted, you know, with the sectarian conflict, the Yazidis, the Mandaeans, the Christians, the, the Shia, the Sunni, so the Jewish community, there's really no one that has escaped. And so what we're seeing is that now more than any other time, the people realize that it's um, it, they're either all in it together or they're all going to die separately. And I think there was a Sunni judge from an area that was under Mosul, under ISIS control that we spoke with, and he had attended our training, and he had said to me um, how moved he was by the training that he went through with us, and it was unlike anything he'd experienced. And he said he had always supported human rights generally, but he really didn't understand what others suffered or how important religious freedom was as a human right to defend for others until he went through our training. And then um, when we saw him again at our second training, because we do multiple trainings until people are really able to own the training themselves and implement it on their own without support. Um, he came back and he said, he showed us a picture of his youngest brother being beheaded by ISIS, who was still held in the area under ISIS control. And I mean, it was shocking for us. And for him, he knew it was a warning from ISIS. We want to urge our listeners to go to hardwiredglobal.org, check out the Brave Ones program, and see how you can support this wonderful work in Iraq. And as we close, we want to remind our listeners here at Freedom's Ring, we don't just talk about religious freedom. We offer help to those suffering religious discrimination. You can check out our legal resource page at churchstate.org. That's churchstate.org. And Freedom's Ring is now available on SoundCloud and also on the iTunes library. Don't forget, friends, freedom is not free. Be informed. Get involved. This has been Freedom's Ring. I'm your host, Alan Reinach. Until next week, let freedom ring.